This is Rob Tabbert for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted to be joined by none other than Big John Fury. We're here at the lovely Haymaker Gym in Vauxhall. How are you, John? I'm very well yourself. I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Nice to see you. Nice to see you looking so well and so smart. So slim as well. Look at that. <laughs> you're using the Rob Tabbert trick of dressing all in black, which I really like. I rate that. Black hides a lot of faults in a man's body. <laughs> it certainly does. And so does staying on this side of the camera as well, which is why I'm here. I'm, I'm okay for me age, you know. I'm happy with where I'm at for me age. Yeah, I think you're looking pretty well. Um, but before we get on to talking about this weekend, of course, Tommy Fury returns to the ring on the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley undercard. Seeing you getting about and doing, you're trying to take my job away from me now, you're interviewing fighters. The thing is, it was uh, thought up by BT Sport, a fabulous company that I'm working for, you know, and... Uh, Big up BT Sport for giving me these opportunities and uh, giving me the chance to get myself out there, you know, which are, uh, without BT I wouldn't be doing it. So, yeah, big up to them. I'm enjoying it, meeting different people, different characters. You know, I'm learning at the grand old age I am now. So, yeah, it's all good stuff. And you're doing a very good job with it as well. Um, okay, so let's talk about this weekend. Of course, your son Tommy Fury returns to the ring against Anthony Taylor. Uh, first and foremost, of course, you, you keep an eye over his training while he's over here. How's he been the last few weeks in preparation for this fight? He's done everything absolutely spot on, Tommy. You know, he's trained hard. You know, he's at right. His weight's bang on. If he got on the plane on Saturday, on weight, I think he was 12 stone 13, and the, the bout is only at 12 stone 12. So that's just a detriment to the way he's worked, you know. So he's done really, really well in what he's doing, you know. So I'm over the moon with him. I'm just going to enjoy the fight, relax on Sunday, because I know he's put the work in. We've had quality sparring for him. You know, he's trained hard, done plenty of road work. He's done everything he needs to do. You know, I'm tired on this fellow, he's boxing. This Taylor, we'll just see. I know nothing about him. He doesn't, but I'm confident in what Tommy can do, his ability. I was just going to come on to that. Obviously, Anthony Taylor's not somebody anybody really knows a tremendous amount of. Um, how does that change your role in training? Is it just preparing Tommy to be the best Tommy that he can be? Well, it's a thing what came up. You know, it wasn't really a planned job going to America, you know, but they've called it on. We accepted. You know, it's good business sense and... Um, what these MMA fighters bring to the game is awkwardness because they're coming looking to take people down, coming to hold and mess around. It'll take Tommy a few minutes to work him out, but I'm sure once he tastes his Tommy's power, it'll be all over. Now, obviously, carrying the Fury name along with him is, um, has brought a lot of eyes and attention to his career so far. But I think this is probably the first time that we've had somebody, one of the opponents at least, kind of put it on him a little bit and talk and, and kind of build up to the fight. Um, yeah, what's that been like for Tommy in preparation for this one? Usually, you know, people don't really say too much, but this one, Anthony Taylor's had a few things to say. Listen, I taught and told Tommy most of his life. Money builds houses. Talk is cheap, you know, and everybody can talk. They're all good at talking, but when they get in that ring and up close and personal, it's a different matter. And Tommy is a serious character. You know, he'll laugh and joke. You know, he does his thing, comes across like a pleasant kind of a guy. You know, he does his thing, wears his heart on his sleeve, but once he's in that ring, Tommy will hurt you. He's got the tools to hurt you, and he wants to hurt you. And he will hurt Anthony Taylor this Sunday, believe me. We've mentioned there kind of it being a, a, an opportunity that kind of came a little bit out of the blue. We've obviously seen Jake Paul and Tommy Fury kind of having their to-dos in the last few months or so, but what a fantastic opportunity so early in Tommy's career to get that American exposure. Well, yeah, you know, because at the end of the day, was there, uh, we all need a little bit of luck in life. Tommy's had that, you know, he's in the right place at the right time. And he did the Love Island thing come out of that on top, you know, because a lot of people thought he'd won and did enjoy his, uh, uh, 
what he did on there. So what can I say about it? Everything's fell into place like a, like a jigsaw for Tommy. But he's had to work at it. He's listened to guidance, you know, and we've guided him well. And he's here now on the biggest stage of all you could get at this stage in his career. He's a six-fight novice, we know that. But listen, Jake Paul's a three-fight novice. Look where he's at. They're getting more viewing figures and probably more money than current world champions. So, yeah, he's a lucky man to be in this position. But he's had to work for it. You know, he's looked right and he's been in the right place at the right time. Obviously, he's Tyson's brother. Big up to my son, Tyson. Without him, nothing's possible, even for me, Tommy, or anybody else. We all know that. So, well done, Tyson, for putting the rest of us on the map. But listen, Tommy's still got to do it yourself. And I'm sure he will. Now, I know we've spoken about this uh, in previous interviews and something that you've certainly said to Andy, of course, um, somebody who you're very familiar with on Boxing Social, yeah. but the fact that you're not able to travel over to America, having, seen, having kept such a keen eye over Tommy's career so far, and indeed Tyson in the past, got to be disappointing for you. It is disappointing, you know, but I've accept, I, I accept my position in life that I can't travel. You know, my wings are clipped. It's probably over for me. I'll probably never see the big fights live again. You know, but it doesn't stop me putting the work in because of my sons. If it was anybody else... I would down tools. I wouldn't bother with it because the setback of not being there when you put all that work in is would be too much for me. But to me boys, and I've got to support them all the way and I've got to work and help them as much as possible, much as I possibly can, and I will keep doing that. Even though I can't be there, you know, so what? You know, there's people not here at all. People's lost their fathers completely. They've died and left them to it. But I'm still here. I'm living and breathing. I'm walking and talking, helping out where I can. You know, I'm working hard for them behind the scenes, you know, so yeah. No problem with me, that. What's going to be Tommy's training situation when he's out there? He's done his work here. It's just keeping loose, stretching, you know, keeping his weight right and just performing. Filling his tank up, basically, because he's done the hard work here now. All he's going to do over there is just stretch out, be loose, practice what we've uh, preached and get on with it Sunday. We've uh, spoken about Jake Paul here and we've obviously spoken about your, your new role at BT Sport. I said to you off camera beforehand that I, that I watched your kind of round table with Vidal Riley, Dan Hardy, etc. Um, you were very complimentary of Jake Paul. I felt like there, there was certainly a respect from you on that side. Well, sure, you know, you've got to admire a kid like that. What he's done at 22 year old is phenomenal, you know, and he's a very witty, intelligent kid. You know, he's not just a boxer or fighter. You know, he's a good business brain on him, you know, and his mother and father can be proud of him. I like witty people, especially in kids of his age, you know. So, yeah, I'm a fan of Jake Paul. You know, whether he can fight or not, that's irrelevant. But listen, don't stop me liking him. Boxing is not a personal thing. It's just a talent thing. If one's not as good as another, that's no problem. He's still a sharp kid, a witty kid, who's always going to do well in life with or without boxing. <clears throat> you mentioned kind of his witty nature and he's, he's well known for his content and some of the yeah. bits and pieces that he said of his obviously you've been around the block in this uh, this funny old game of boxing yeah. it's something it's that kind of part part and parcel of the game isn't it really it is you know you meet a lot of different characters but you know what character sells charisma sells personality sells and he's got bags of it you know and without that you can be the best fighter in the world if you're a little bit dull no one's interested people like extravagance today it's showtime and that's what he brings to the table showtime you touched on it before, whether or not he can fight or not. Obviously, the opposition that we've seen so far hasn't been, let's say, hasn't been the stiffest. Uh, but he goes in against Tyron Woodley, somebody who's obviously experienced in combat sports and MMA for 20-odd years. Most dangerous fights by far so far for Jake Paul. He doesn't need to have experience with proper hard fighters, does he? You know, if he's making plenty of money and he's doing things right and all the doors are opening, why risk it with a professional fighter unless he's getting well paid? You know, Tyron Woodley, I think he's a good fight for him. He's been inactive. What I've learned of him and uh, um, inactivity. What can you do if you've not practiced what you've preached? 
it'll be hard on the night. But I just think Jake Paul, the business people around him on the business side of things, it's all on his side, you know, and he's just there, I think, to uh, make Jake another win on his record. Having said that, for somebody who's coming through, Jake Paul, somebody who's inexperienced, how big of a box is it that needs ticking, the fact that he hasn't taken a flush shot on the chin? Why should he? Why should he take a flush shot on the chin when he's making millions of dollars, he's got millions of Instagram followers? You know, this boxing's a business, and he is a YouTuber. Let's not forget the fact he's a YouTuber. He's not a professional boxer. He's, you, you can only way you can call yourself a professional boxer if you're fighting professional boxers, and that's the game you're in. But he's a YouTuber. And the fights he's had have been gimmies, haven't they? You know, just been there to make him look good. YouTubers like yourself, no real threats. But they're looking after him and they're doing it right. I'd do the same thing with him. I wouldn't risk him at all unless it was for a lot of money and it needed to be. So that's just me. It's business. You know, he's making money. His handles are doing things perfect with him. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Ultimately, do you think that would be the difference between him and Tommy if and when that fight does happen, that pedigree, that being around the gym for many, many years? Yeah, well, listen, he could never live with Tommy on pedigree. Tommy spent most of his adult life around a world champion. You know, he sparred endless rounds with Tyson, the heavyweight champion of the world, currently and before as a kid. You know, so has Jake Paul done that? Has he shared the ring with opposition like that? Does he know what it's like to be still beat up on when your legs are gone? You know, I don't think he does. You know, so at the end of the day, Tommy's a fighter. He's lived and breathed it all his life. That'll be the difference on the night between him and Jake Paul. One's done it, one's been in the trenches, were world-class men, not world-class, world champions, heavyweights, gigantic men, you know, 19, 20 stone men banging away at you, head to body. Jake Paul couldn't stand what Tommy's stood, believe me, he couldn't. And that's how I know, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a gimme fight for Tommy, a gimme fight. If he gets it, he'd be very lucky, you know. But listen, they want it, we'll jump straight to that one. We want that more than anything. Obviously, we've seen the, the, the deal in place. Well, we haven't seen the deal in place. We've seen the announcement regarding Jake's deal with Showtime. Uh, Jake's yeah. deal, Tommy's deal with Showtime, a yeah, two-fight yeah. deal with Showtime. Yeah. Everybody, myself included, assumes the second fight will be Jake Paul. Is that fair to say? We'd hope for it to be. But let me tell you to the people out there, you know, we're in this to make money. You know, we can make easy money in the fight game. We're going to make easy money. People say, why are you chasing a YouTuber? Money. One reason, money, to make Tommy's family better off than what they are and put Tommy somewhere financially secure without getting his brains rattled. If we've got to go down the conventional route, English, British, European, wherever he gets to in that, we'll go down that road. But all the time we can make easy money in Jake Paul, we're going to make it. We're going to grab it with both hands because that's what it's about, this game. Nobody likes getting punched in the face for free. It's hard work no matter who you're boxing. You know, so yeah, it is about the money with Jake Paul, nothing else. You know, if, they, if we can get together, me and Showtime, hammer a deal out, we can have it next. You know. If he does get that fight and all, all being well, he's successful against Jake Paul, that kind of would put him in an interesting position from the status of a prospect. He would have headlined a pay-per-view against a big digital star like Jake Paul. You've mentioned there about the traditional route of English, British, European. Would it be difficult to kind of go back and blend the two after that? Absolutely. You know, <laughs> well, the money he's probably going to make out of the Jake Paul fights, retirement money for any boxer, but it's where Tommy's head's going to be at once he's headlining these big crowds, you know, it's going to be a sellout crowd being beamed across the world, you know, how can you go back to fighting for a central area title in some club, or fight for a British title on some show, you know, it's going to be hard work for Tommy, but you know, let's just see, we're in the 21st century, mad things are happening, mad things are selling, let's just enjoy the ride, we'll cross them bridges when we come to them, but at the minute, we're walking on the right bridge. Jake Paul Bridge, hopefully. That's if his balls don't grow.
His balls go for in trouble. <laughs> Moving on, uh, somebody pictured there, Daniel Dubois. Again, somebody yeah. who you interviewed the other day in your new job uh, at BT Sport, yeah. uh, under a new trainer now in Shane McGuigan, yeah. uh, makes his comeback against uh, Joe Cusimano this weekend. I know Daniel, somebody whose career you followed for a while. Yeah, um, yeah what can you tell me about Daniel? How, how do you feel he'll fare this weekend? Daniel will do the same as Tommy. He'll win in style, you know, because that's just how it is. Daniel's a good fighter. I think they rushed it with a Joe Joyce fight. They got overconfident with him because he was knocking everybody over and looking sensational doing it, you know, and sometimes he's still a pup and people forget that, you know. But I just think he'll hammer out this win. The man's record looks all right, but when I've looked down it, there's not really much opposition to beat on the other man's record. The ones he's beat have relatively nobodies. So Daniel Dubois should look good over here. His American de debut should be spectacular. And I've no doubt it will be. Obviously working with Shane McGuigan now, a uh, new trainer, uh, following that Joe Joyce defeat, obviously had the Bogdan Dinu fight where he came back and looked good in two rounds. Um, the right time to change at that point of his career, do you think? There's only him knows. You know, I'm sure Martin Bowers and team, they're all good professional people, they're good trainers, right up there with the best of them, you know, and if Daniel thought he needed to change, you know, that's up to him, you know, but time will tell. He looks good what he's doing, Shane McGuigan, he's only young in the job himself, but he's doing nothing wrong. And I do believe he is a good trainer, Shane McGuigan. I think he's up there with the best of them. He's making waves with Daniel. He looked sensational in his last fight in Telford. So, yeah, results speak all languages, don't they? And he got a good one that night. Obviously, beforehand, everybody was talking about Daniel Dubois as kind of the heir apparent to the heavyweights. Right, I think he was ranked at number one or number two with the WBO before that loss to Joe Joyce. Obviously, he's had that defeat now. Do you think that... In the long term, it could work out to his benefit, but having a little bit of time now to, to kind of build his own path and develop as a fighter without that pressure. Let's just go back to Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce is an exceedingly good fighter. He's up there, he's in the top five in the world. I think he'd give anybody in the world problems at the moment, you know. So losing to Joyce is no real disgrace at 23 year old, you know, and he was ahead on points in the fight, you know, and I do think with a bit more time and let him mature more the defeat won't make any difference to him. He's learnt more from Joe Joyce than if he hadn't boxed him. It'll stand him in good stead, that, because he knows what it's like to be in hot water now. He knows what can happen to him in the ring, you know, and it'll make him more cautious, and he'll be a better fighter for it. You know, yeah, so it's all good for Daniel Dubois at the minute. And before I let you go, it wouldn't be right to not touch upon the heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury, of course, your son. Um, first and foremost, how are things with his new daughter? Obviously, I know that there were some, some initial complications with the birth. I hope everything's all well there. It was indeed. You know, it was very complicated at the beginning, but due to Holderhay Hospital in Liverpool, miracle workers, they got the job done. She was dead for three minutes, but they fetched her back, and she's at home now, and she's perfect, all due to Holderhay and the staff that worked, all the doctors, the nurses... I want to thank them all from the bottom of my heart very much. We raised a lot of money for you, you know, and it'll go to a good cause because, believe me, there's some needy people there. That opened my eyes all day. You know, I've seen people in there, nothing else really is important to me. Sport, sport, but as long as things are right at home, you know, everything will run smooth. Yeah, but Tyson's fine fettle now. Started camp today. All his team's over here. I think the sparring partner's up there already, so, you know, his head's down now. And he's never felt better about this, I don't think. His spirits are high. I've never seen him as up for something, to be honest and truth with you, because it's been a long time coming. What were COVID-19 to delay there? You know, unforeseen things can't be helped. But let me just tell you, he's on it. He'll get rid of Wilder in emphatic style, believe me. He'll knock him out quicker than he did last time. Because when Tyson's up for it, he's got a point to prove he will do the business. I know. And then it's the AJ trail. Back on the AJ trail as quick as possible. That's what we want. Get rid of this other bump in the road. AJ. 
that's all I'm thinking of. That's all we want now is AJ. But he's a risk, Deontay Wilder, he's a banger. But listen, that's no problem, Tyson. Well, it's good to hear that things are okay now with your granddaughter. I'm great. That's great to hear. Um, final one on Tyson. You mentioned the fact that COVID-19, there was, I think it was a bicep injury or a hand injury of Wilder at some point last year as well for the July date. It's been a while since Tyson's been back in the ring. Any concerns over inactivity? No, because Tyson's that good. You know, at the end of the day, he's the best in the world without a shadow of a doubt. There's nobody in this era can come close to him, so I'm not worried. He can beat Wilder on a bad night. He said to me, Dad, I can beat him on a bad night. You know, inactivity will play a part, but listen, one Tyson's in there, two or three rounds, let them bombs go. A little bit of awkwardness, pressure again, crack at the seams, because Wilder knows what it's like to be battered up and down the ring like a rag doll. And that fear will still be there. You won't get over that, Nori. And you'll see that come the 9th of October, Tyson win all the way. Okay, well, John Fury, thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Always a pleasure. Before I let you go, ahead of Tommy's return to the ring, what message have you got for Jake Paul, who I'm sure will be watching with a keen eye on a potential future opponent in your son, Tommy Fury? Jake Paul, let's get this deal sorted out. You next. That's all I'm going to say. You next. Let's see where your balls are. You next. Tommy's ready for you. He will win. He will beat your sparring partner, no problem at all. You'll win as well. We know that. Let's get it on next. John Fury, always a pleasure. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Thank you very much.